All right, ladies and gentlemen,、uh, this is Tom here. Welcome back,、uh, Tennis of Melbourne Convo, City of Love, and today I am very lucky to have Lorenzo. Lorenzo, you want to say hello to our 50 million family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom, how are you going? Hello,、I'm、everyone. Hi.、Right. Okay, beautiful, Lorenzo. Now,、um, I've, I've sort of browsed through your Instagram, and I noticed that you are. Pretty good at obviously tennis, but there are other sports that you're really good at. I'm going to start with boxing. Okay. Oh yeah. Now,、um, <laughs> tell us about boxing and how why you love it. Um, I just sort of love boxing because I guess it's similar to tennis, to be honest. Um, because when I stopped playing tennis, I've always liked that individual sport. You know, I like there going on my own, and I just I like the the sport of it, and especially the training. Like I wouldn't call myself a fighter; I would just maybe just do it do it as a hobby.、Mm-hmm. So yeah. And、um, do you translate the mindset and the skill set from tennis to 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 boxing? Yeah, pr- pretty much I do. So I guess you know you're out there on your own,、mm-hmm. so you got to think for yourself. But you know, I guess in In a combat sport or boxing, if you make one mistake, then it's game over. <laughs> But、um, I guess you know, in tennis, oh, tennis is like you're out there on your own for maybe what two, three hours,、mm. just playing a match, and you have no coach as well or telling you what to do. Besides, in in boxing, as as you do each round, you have someone to tell you what to do.、Mm. So,、right. so it's pretty similar. Okay. Now,、um, if you can look back into some of the fights that、uh, I mean, I'm a big UFC fighter. I, I love Floyd. You know. Now, I did ask a question about it, one of the box,、uh, a trainer, and、uh, in your opinion,、um, at their prime, I'll say this again: at their prime. And I, I know I kind of know what the answer is going to be, but I'm just going to throw it out again. Yeah. Pak Chow or Pak versus Floyd、yeah. at their prime. Who'd you got? Um, oh, tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I, even though, like, I'm, I'm Filipino and I'm a big Pacquiao fan, I've,、yeah. I've always liked both of them. But oh, it's a hard one. Like, I, I reckon Pacquiao、mm-hmm. when in his prime,、mm-hmm. but when when he was a bit more, you know, young and hungry and、mm-hmm. eager. But you know, but Floyd, Floyd's one of the best boxers out there,、mm-hmm. especially his,、uh, defensive skills. So yeah. All right. Put it this way: pound for pound, who'd you got? Oh, I go. It's a hard one. I'll, I'll probably go Pacquiao. Okay.、Um, I'm going to go with、um, the、uh, what's it called? Like,、uh, the, the jabs, the, the punches they land. Do you, do you think Floyd is more strategic and Pacquiao is more power and I guess that fight with him? Yeah. So I think Floyd is a bit more smarter.、Mm-hmm. As like he always says, he. <laughs> Doesn't doesn't want to get hit. Like he he's smart and he will give it to him for like running running away. Yeah,、oh. but, yeah. You got you got to give it to him. But I guess you know everyone、mm-hmm. wants to watch that exciting fighter. Someone like Pacquiao, he goes in there, goes for the knockouts and、mm. and that. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I spend how much? I spend like eleven bucks 
watching a guy running around the ring. That's just yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, eleven bucks, but he makes probably eleven million. <laughs> oh, more, way more, and yeah, all the more. endorsements and the, the the watches, and that's crazy. But um, yeah. I gotta say, I got a little rant. I want to say, like, I don't, I don't, I think, I think Floyd, in my opinion, he's a good businessman, and yeah. in my opinion, I think Park is a real fighter, and he inspired. Yeah. I don't know the entire nation of Philippine to to fight to to sing. <laughs> I know yeah. uh, this morning I just yeah. saw uh, it, it's just uh, what, what's okay. Obviously your background. Okay, let, let's just uh, work on the Filipino side. All right, three things I learned from my Filipino friends. Three things: singing, the 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 hardworking fighting that kind of mentality, and food. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I That's am right. I spot on? Or did I get all the three shots? <laughs> yep, spot on. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, you obviously have the Filipino background. Um, are you a food person? Are you fighting, or are you all 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 of above? Um, most likely food and, and fighting. <laughs> I'm not sure about the singing, but. <laughs> <laughs> right, but if you put me on the karaoke, I'm I'm not too bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm terrible. Right, okay. Now, um, slowly coming back to um to tennis. Um, yeah, you want to share us, uh, you know, about because uh, I've seen some of your videos and obviously your coaching. Now, um, you obviously may you probably did did well in 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 your junior days. You want to share a bit about your your junior junior journeys. Um. Oh long time ago mm-hmm. pretty much i was in the so i started when i was three mm-hmm. and then maybe when i was maybe 14 15 that's where i hit off i was in the national academy um and all that started playing you know ar tournaments and itf um but then pretty much just got injured mm. and then just probably that that was a big uh setback so yeah. Right. So when you got injured, do you think it's due to poor technique or due to um, loading of your body? I think it was more with loading over my body. Mm. So, but then like I, I had like an over like bone hip or you know, hip surgery. Like I got hip surgery, and then pretty much after that, I just didn't find any interest in it anymore like I was, I was totally fine but then you know when everyone just gets ahead when you have that you know step back and then you see everyone progressing um and then you just you know you just want to do other stuff i guess when i was 17 started mm. started to do other things so yeah oh so you didn't do boxing when you 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 did you you found boxing later or after after tennis yeah I was, like I was, I was i was always a fan of it but oh. then, like, Dad, Dad never <laughs> didn't allow it. <laughs> so, but then when I turned 18, that's when I started to, you know, I was like, oh, I stopped playing tennis. I need to find, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. So I started off with boxing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there is a photo that you post, uh, and it was you ready for a fight. Were you, how did you go with that fight? <laughs> yeah, I, I won that, I won that fight. Mm-hmm. It was, um... It was good. Like you know, I felt like I was ready. Um, I felt more comfortable. But a year before, maybe about two years ago, I had a Muay Thai fight. Oh, and, wow! Yeah, and, and that yeah that that was different. That that one day I didn't go too good. 
Jeez. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So I, I'm I'm looking at whole. Okay. So tennis, you want to beat the person in front of you, or across the net. Sorry, but fighting is literally you know no social distancing. You just right in your face, and then plus Muay Thai, you're looking at grappling, wrestling. You know, yeah, you know, all that. Um, what makes you wanted to go from boxing, Muay Thai, and all this area of, of fighting? You, 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 you literally the next Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I just like to um, challenge myself. To be mm. honest, like I just I need a I think I'm the type of person that likes to always I need to do something or I need to prove myself. Right. I guess like as soon as like tennis, you know, put in the hard work and and that never worked, and then. I guess, you know, I need to do another sport. And I've always liked the training and just that mentality and mindset. Oh, nice. Nice. So, yeah. Wow. Now, um, coming back to your your coaching a little bit, is that um, you've been coaching around, I don't know exactly, I can't remember, because I've done so many combos, it's not even funny. So, how do you find, (laughs) I don't don't, want to put, I I hope this don't happen, (laughs) but um, if your player is not, listening to your instruction <laughs> you're not gonna put any boxing <laughs> skills involved right you're just gonna <laughs> just joking <laughs> nah i just don't but I, I i do well this is why i like doing a different type of sports because i like doing you know i like to see the the training in different sports how their athletes are trained and then i'll try to apply it within my coaching if it works or not so oh okay I see. Yeah, like, so if I have, you know, like, we do, like, a, in boxing, we do a reaction drill where, you know, you're against the wall and, you know, someone just, they don't they don't throw it hard, but, you know, they just, like, you know, throw a tennis ball at you. So you work on your reactions. Mm. So I would do that with some of the, the kids, of course, like, with their softballs. So mm. it doesn't, doesn't hurt them, but just, you know, just to work on their reaction. Mm. I, I noticed that um, I would say all the professional, all the top um, boxers, they all have really, really good footwork, all right? Yeah. And I watched uh, Mike Tyson, he's getting back on his fight, and he said he works on his, his feet and making sure it's light because if your feet is right, you can you can max your, your force and your punch just with a, a split moment. Now, do you, That's right. do you do a lot of footwork with your with your players? Yes, I do. So especially, like, uh, I'm a big fan of skipping. So, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're always on your toes. You're, you're ready to go. And I love, like, you know, those... The Spanish drills and footwork oh, drills as well. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, okay, um, and it's, you, it's it's good to mix it up, like you know, with some of the kids. You know, like you know, we don't do tennis. You know, I like to change change the environment a little bit. So it always keeps them excited. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned skipping. Uh, do you do? Can you double skip? I can. Okay, here we <laughs> but, go. We yeah, have a player. If, if we have I train. A, yeah, we have a player named by the name of Weehan. He did 100 double skipping in a row. Um, oh, wow. Oh, that's impressive, right? Wow. Because I, I, yeah. I don't do skipping, and I just thought, oh, it's going to look easy. So, all right. So, shout out to Weehan if you're listening. Um, yeah, 100 d- d- double skipping is, is pretty impressive. All right. Now, um, if I may, we're going to come back to the coaching a little bit. It's a, it's a very important question, and I think that Tennis of Melbourne wanted to um, share the values of, of coaching as well. So in yep. your experience um, and opinion, what do you think one difference between a good coach and a great coach? Um, 
I think for like a great coach, I think you gotta you gotta listen to your kids. Like you gotta see how they're feeling, you know, how they're feeling all the day, or you gotta find ways that will keep it interesting and excited for them, and like how they learn. Like what's the best way for them to learn? Like you know, some kids will be like, oh. I might have to, you know, raise my voice a little bit for them to get pumped up, but other kids won't react to that. You know, some kids I might, you know, say a bit more nicely and, and they will react. So I guess, you know, it's just finding the best way for that kid to learn mm-hmm. and, and always keep learning from yourself as well, getting ideas from other coaches or from other sports. So, yeah. Right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, will you be coaching post-COVID or you... Put it this way: Are you still going to be around tennis post COVID? Um, yes, I will be. So we're just waiting to get back on the courts. I've done a couple of like Zoom tennis lessons, mm-hmm. um, but it is I find that a bit hard because I'm more <laughs> of a you know I like to be more hands on. Mm-hmm. Right. So instead of just looking at a screen and, mm-hmm. and encouraging your students. So yeah. Okay. Now. Um, Damn, I just said because I, I, for those who don't know, I'm actually because every time when I when I do convos, I always like to like write down notes and um, oh yeah yeah, and then it's it's interesting how like I, f- I feel like um you you okay put it this way, have you played any or some uh, team sports before like basketball, footy, soccer? Yeah, well when when I was a kid, I did play basketball, but oh. then again, like I I never really. Like a team sport, mm. to be <laughs> to be honest. Right. Uh, um, yeah, I've always been an individual person because mm. I guess you know, if you lose, it's it's on you. You can't blame anyone else. Oh, so ownership. Yeah, you, you take so ownership like that. of everything. Okay. But then I, you know, like to say, if you're in a team sport, you know, if I'm putting a hundred ten percent, and then your teammates not, it's <laughs> like it's it's vice versa. So, mm, yeah. Like it. Love it. Love it. Now, um, I, I had a note saying you were in NA, and obviously you probably were, what, 16, 17, 18? Yeah, about, yeah, about 15, 16, 17. Um, did you thought about going to pro or college? Um, assu- um, assuming there wasn't injuries, w- w- did you have one of the one of the two paths? Yeah, so the plan was just going to college. Pretty, pretty much, mm. um, but I guess you know, I just just didn't lose, I lost interest. So, mm. um, and I just wanted to do other things. So yeah. Well, okay. Let, let's let's dive down deep. Um, apart from injuries, what do you think most junior players don't play tennis anymore? Um, well, it's a tough one. I guess maybe they not to work hard or. They, they don't really want it, I guess. It mm. comes down to that. Um, maybe they don't have the right guidance or couldn't could be financially. They can't, you know, uh, financially, you know, go that extra step or something like that. So, mm. yeah, I'll, it could be anything, to be honest. Right. Okay. Um, have you had players or know anyone whether you're coaching or you, you were playing they literally he or she literally quit tennis because he or she kept losing but the player is still great player 
but just kept losing. Um, no, I wouldn't. No, I don't think so. Like, I don't know any. Like, I know maybe people stop because they found that interest, or you know, you, I think you sort of know when it's you know your time or like re- reality hits you. I guess. Okay. Yeah, the money, yeah. the you know, um, the in- could be even injuries as well. You know, so yeah. Now, coming back to your injury a little bit. Now, do you have any tips for junior players who are currently going through um, a, a rehab situation or uh, downtime? You know, re- uh, recovering from injury. What are some of the tips for for players like um, that? I think just be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let it heal. Don't. Don't go out there thinking you're ready. Make sure you know your body's at 110 percent before you go out there. Mm. Um, and do all the rehab work because I found that doing all the rehab, spending your time doing the body stuff, that helps. So yeah, and just if I if maybe if I could change something, mm. it'll be like a lot more stretching. So being more flexible. Oh. Okay, so did yeah. you say you you didn't stretch much in your junior days? I I did like, but maybe when I was like, when I was like maybe fifteen, like or fifteen to eighteen, like I, I was doing all all my stretching and and all that. But I think it really counts when you're like say ten ten to fourteen, oh. trying to do all the right things. So yeah, around that age. Mm, okay. Okay. Now, if I may, um, so just for the listeners out there, uh, the, the connection may be a little bit, you know, um, iffy, but we, we'll get through. We'll get through. All right. So um, let's talk about something really modern, right? Like literally yeah. update. French Open. All right. Firstly, before we go on to French Open, did you watch any of the U.S. Open? And what did you think that the junior players can learn from U.S. Open? Um, I, did watch, I did watch a little bit of U.S. Open. I think... Just watching it, watching from like the the players when they're saying from the defense to offense, they can change when the defensive, they can turn it into an offensive position. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So and just basically just getting you know that that fight and that hustle to get every ball back. Mm, right, the beautiful. So in other words, playing from I don't know three meter back and all the way, you know, finish it off at the net. It's something that yeah. you think that in, in one point the rally can change so much dynamic. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Now, are you looking into anything in, in French Open? Are you are you Nadal? Are you team? Are you Djokovic? Are you Serena? I, I, I haven't, like, I'm, with the US, I wanted, like, I'm Dominic, I wanted him to win, which is good. Mm. But the French is a bit, a little bit, you know, a little bit, could go anyone's way, I guess. Mm. Um, I know Nadal's a favourite, but, you know, you got, I don't know, maybe Novak. Novak might take it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping Nadal, Nadal could win it. Okay. Or Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. Either of those two. It will be nice. Mm, okay. Hold on just one second. I'm going to press pause. One. All right. Sorry about that. We just had a bit of a, a technical issue. So we were talking about French Open, uh, Nadal, and obviously Tim is a favourite. But we all know that team has a tougher. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, team has uh, Nadal has tougher draw and as well. And people think that Novak has the easier draw. Um, what's your take? 
Oh, I haven't really seen seen it, Joel. Um, but yeah, well, I know um, Warenko and Murray, they're playing first round. They're playing against each other. Tomorrow. No, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. 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 It's kind of crazy. So I guess that would be tough. But yeah. So I guess, you know, if you're watching that, it's like a, it's like watching a quarterfinal or final. Yeah. And who'd you go for that match? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Warenka fan. I just, I love his backhand. Oh, yeah. Just solid. Right. Yeah. But then I, I do like Amara. I, I want him to get back into the top 10, mm-hmm. you know, if he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, both players I love a lot, but I feel like because uh, Warenka got a better record on, on French, I think he's going to utilize a few things such as uh, the surface, uh, the new ball, um, and even the the wet season, apparently they said French Open is going to rain quite a bit. So um, oh, okay. it's one of those things where the fitness, the mental fitness, may may play players of advantage. And also, yeah. I guess, um, yeah, Wawrinka's backhand is still lethal. So in my opinion, so yeah. Um, with your backhand, um, are you one handed or double? Uh, double hander. All right. Um, are you? Djokovic backhand or are you kind of like just a curious backhand? <laughs> Shout out to oh, curious fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, maybe long, yeah, I would maybe say like a Novak, but like I used to watch um, Murat Safin. So we, we, yeah, so he, he had a nice backhand and as well as Agassi. So I did a lot of like video footage of those players and, and try to copy copy okay. those players. So, yeah. Right. Okay. So, you love your Marat Safran back... Oh, wow. Okay. So, if if I if you can hit with um, uh, Marat Safran or Agassi in terms of back end just cross-court, uh, who and why? I reckon Agassi because, like, like I said, like he's, he's more up on the baseline and he'll be, he'll be a bit more bit more intense mm-hmm. out there, I guess. So, and, and I've always liked Agassi as well, especially his, um, you know, game style. That's that's a game style I was trying to mimic when I used to play. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, like, I've been talking to many, many coaches about the the new, the, the new, intro- well, sort of not new, but in the sense that uh, it's really starting to pop up in, in both men's and women's game, is the backhand slice. Now, as a coach, what is your one tip for backhand slice? Um, I guess just to, you can use it like, I, I like to keep it, keep the slice low. Oh. Um, and, yeah, and especially, I don't Make sure you get you don't you're not lazy. To, I guess you know when you see juniors when they hit that slice, they just you know they don't put the footwork. So I guess you got to treat it like you're you know you're setting up for like a like a normal backhand. So the footwork position. Right. Okay. Okay. Love it. Love it. Now this is just a, a little quick one tip. So, okay. So what is your one tip playing doubles? Doubles? Mm-hmm. Playing doubles. Oh, uh, always serve volley. Whoa! You always go to the net. You don't stay. You don't like if you're serving at or juice court. You just serve and volley. Is yeah, that- for doubles. Yeah, so always, always come to the net. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I've always been been taught that. So yeah. Oh, cool, interesting. So you don't you don't um. How about would you would you tell your partner that let's say you're serving, you ask your partner to to cross and you 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 cross two and then go to the net later, or it's always serving volley straight away. Oh no! So like I guess you know the biggest one is in doubles is communication. Correct. Um. You know, yeah, communicating with your partner. But I'm guessing, you know, for a tip, if you're playing, you know, you always, I guess, you always want to take control of the net mm. and, and be in the upper hand. Right. Okay. Now, the next one is a bit sensitive one, but uh, feel free to, I want to hear your serve. Um, one tip for tennis parents. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you got four, but you um, say one. <laughs> one, one. I guess you know, in, enjoy the journey with with your child. You know, like, that's pretty much it. I guess you know, enjoy and have fun. Uh, right. Okay. Simple. Nice and simple. Did you think yeah, parents then, offered you that environment when you when you were playing um, in your junior days? My parents. Mm. Um. Yes. Yes, you know, like my old man was, you know, I guess it was pretty much, it was a hard, you know, coming from an Asian family, <laughs> um, he was he was hard, I guess, yeah, when I was maybe 13, 14, and then I guess, you know, he learned and that you just got to, you know, let your kid go and, and just trust the coach. So I was pretty much, you know, Seeing more my more of my coaches than than my parents. Mm, okay, right. So yeah. Okay. Now before the convo, I did mention tennis of Melbourne is about appreciation. So now this is your time to um, give anything that you associate with and the journey you, you know, people that helped you. You know, drop their first name, full name if you want. So Lorenzo, oh, yeah. this is your time. Tell um, me. I would like to thank you know. Chris Singh, I, don't, I think he was on the podcast before. Yes, he was. Um, you know, he's the one that, yeah, he's the one that start, started me in tennis coaching. So he took me under his wing. So, um, yeah, I want to say thank you for that. Um, who else? Probably Darren Ha as well. So I work with Darren. So we work closely and, you know, he, basically I, I work for him and, you know, we communicate and talk to each other. It's a good, you know, team environment. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, I like to thank my parents as well. Okay. <laughs> now, um... Yeah, I guess if they're going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at the, the lighter side of you, I feel like, um... And this is my, my, my pure instinct. I feel like there is a lot more outside tennis that you... Over the years of, I guess, yes, you, you, you play a lot of tennis, but I feel like between your coaching now and your golden days playing tennis, you explored a lot in you and around the world. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I feel that's like, true. And, and this is me with my instinct listening to the way you portray you thinking, all right, Tom, are you gonna, can, can we talk about something different? Like, I, I, yes, I love tennis. But I feel like I want to talk something a little bit more passionate, and, and in a sense, not that you don't you don't love tennis, but you feel like I'm I want I want to I want to take this flight a little bit different path. 
All right, so I'm going because I just it just my instinct tells me that we can go down deep path, uh, a different path. All right, I want to talk about Filipino food. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now um, I'm a big fan of comedy. I love comedy, and there's a comedian named Joe Coy. Yes, he's funny. And uh, what I find that the growing up that his his mother for those who don't know Joe Coy, just Google Joe Coy. You know, you'll just make sure you don't drink or eat while you're watching it because you'll spill everywhere across the <laughs> room. Um, I find I find the the Filipino um, upbringing is very similar to where I come from. You know, like I'm we both I, I'm from Taiwan, so um, it's an yeah. island. Uh, you. You obviously you eat a lot of things that sort of probably not at its best hygiene. You you have all these markets and all that, so you just take things for granted. You, you don't you just whatever there is, you hold on to it, you know. And I remember that I did the growing up. It's parents. You sort of like you don't need to ask too many questions. Your parents will just tell you how things are gonna be. Is that something that you can relate to when you're growing up? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's not a that's that's what we got. That's all you're gonna eat, pretty much. <laughs> right. Okay. Did you have one medicine that fits fixes everything? <laughs> oh yeah, I think Dad. Dad used to um, he always gave us whenever we're sick or me and my sister were sick, he would you know give us hot water. Oh and my with god! A cup of tea, Are you serious? I mean, green tea. <laughs> yeah. And then he would always put, you know, ginger in it, and yeah. in, in like it was some magical, magical cure. So if you, oh, you know, eat the ginger, you'll get rid of your cold. So, <laughs> yeah. So growing up, um, when you would you say that you, it's difficult to question parents, but because they all coming from a good place to care for you, and you somehow oh, there's a bruise, hot water, bit of ginger, give it a rub, rest. And you know, sick stomach yeah. ache, hot water, ginger, give it a rub, rest. It's almost the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. All the the good old, all I think all the Filipinos would know is that you know you put Vicks on your foot, no, and way. then you put a sock over it. Yeah, For and what? then like if, especially if you have a cold, the uh, all of a sudden the cold will. Get out! Or get out of your system. <laughs> okay, all right, guys, turn this up. All right, I use <laughs> first time ever I heard this. All right, so you put Vicks into your between your toes. No, like all over, like the bottom of your feet. <laughs> and no, then you okay, put how many are we talking? 10, and then you 15? go to bed. No, just just one sock. Yep. But just one sock, and then. Yeah, and then apparently the cold will go away. I guess it's one of those Filipino myths. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to hear more, man. I want to hear more. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one of mine. I'll tell you one of mine. Um, um, when I was growing up, I remember we had this cream. It's kind of like a just a a cream that you can put in. I don't know how it's called, but if you put in hot water, you can drink it. And you know, for your internal yep. issues, and then if you got any bruises and cuts, you use that cream to apply on your skin. We use that cream. I literally, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I literally have not seen anything else works better growing up. But was there any home remedies that you growing up you thinking? All right, it's kind of against uh, the health and medical 
science these days? Um, I I remember my um one of my my uncle. Um, I think I was maybe it was it was up in Queensland. We had like the nationals there, and I had a I had a sore knee, mm-hmm. and he said he gave me like this. I think it's well known now, but back back in the day, like people didn't really know it. Have you heard of uh, rapid gel? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he, you know, seeing as a kid, like he goes, told me to put it on, and I read the container, and it said for animal use only. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that, yeah, that was a bit of a shock. But it works, so I guess, you know, if it works, it works. Oh, wow. Wow, okay, wow. Okay, so for those guys, uh, these uh, listeners out there, 50 million of you, just, uh, these are for, this is just home remedy, so don't 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 reference on that. Okay, so um, yeah. looking into your, um, a little bit more personal, personal life, if you will, um, so you recently found your partner in crime. Yes. Yes. Um, she's right here beside me now. Oh. So now we've been dating for about, I think, bit three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looked at me while I said that. <laughs> <laughs> She'll tell you three but, years and yeah. four months. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Days and seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we we recently bought two King Charles Cavalier puppies. Ooh. And. <laughs> That's yeah. So puppies and pretty much just living a good life. <laughs> okay. And you know what? Right now with this whole lockdown thing, uh, puppies is really, really useful in terms of you know keeping you distracted. You know, keeping you, I guess, bonded in a way. So um, I myself is an animal lover. Um, uh, do you have uh, names for the puppies? Yes. Um, so we got Aisha mm-hmm. and Tala. Aisha and Tala. Right. And we've yeah okay. And uh, do you get the do they get a lot of walks out of you? Uh, it's just uh, do do they do anything? Do they have do they know any tricks yet? Um, they they know when to sit down when it's dinner time or when when they're getting food. But now we we do take them for a walk every night when I get home from work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. so they, but they they do keep us entertained. They they're great dogs. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. All right. So, um, just to finishing off a few things, um, I just thought that um, I wanted to thank you for your time and also your your background and also your energy with you know with all the laughing I, I got. Um, now, I, there was a segment that I used to do, and I'm not sure if if you can help me out with this. It's called the you know obviously. Well, first and foremost, tennis is a very diverse sport. You know, so I, I always like to celebrate diversity. And um, I'm yeah. just wondering, do you still speak Filipino? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm never, never learned oh. how, how to speak it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so all right. Well, how I'm about guessing I was... have, have, have you yeah, been to, have you been back in Filipino before? Philippines before? Yeah. Well, yeah. Me and um, me and my partner um, just came back recently um, in. We went in February and came back in March, just before all this COVID stuff. So we were lucky. All right. But I, I, I wouldn't know how to speak it. Okay. Now, for those listeners uh, who wants to, who are interested in, you know, 
fi- uh, Filipino culture or Philippines in general. Um, what were some of the things, or maybe three, two or three things, must do and see if they travel to, say, Manila or Philippines? Yeah, um, I guess he's going to go. Manila's all right; it's, it's not bad. But I think where we are uh, going to go to the island. So the, we went to Palawan, mm-hmm. um, and the islands are just beautiful there. You know, you got your you can go like on scenic beaches, island hopping, mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and I guess you know the just the culture of the of the Philippines. You know, they're real friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll help you out. I guess, and the food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So try the different foods, and so yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm a bit of a snorkel person, so when you talk about island hopping and and going to islands, are there any place to really dive um, um, dive deep to to see some creatures? Oh, uh, I wouldn't. Well, we didn't go. We we did go snorkeling, but like the the boat guide mm. just took us there, and then he said, "Oh, there's nice fish and and that." So we went to go see them. But it's be- it's a beautiful place, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. All right, for all the listeners out there, uh, I, I would say Philippines is one of my bucket lists. I really want to travel uh, because uh, what there's like three thousand islands. Um, and there's, yeah. there's probably some islands that's not even explored. Um, I even heard that there are islands who just, um, there's no one there. And then, and you can actually buy islands. <laughs> am I am I right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Well, anyway, so I would say um, for the listeners out there, if you got any issues with our, about Philippine or Philippine cult, Filipino culture, feel free to DM Lorenzo. He will more than happy to help out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be happy to help you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, thank you for Lorenzo for for the for the combo. Um, really, uh, just want to congratulate you for for finding a partner in crime and also the the puppies. Uh, best wishes for um your 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 tennis coaching and hopefully, uh, once the you know all post COVID, um, I myself can or even as well as my team. Shout out to my team as well. We can travel around um, yeah. Melbourne and also just check it out just to see how how you guys going. Um, with, with all the coaching and, you know, I'd love to see your Merat Safin back end. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and for all the listeners <laughs> out there, um, thank you guys for listening for CastBox and and, uh, and and Spotify. really appreciate it. So as of today, uh, we've reached uh, well over 24,000 times played. So thank you very, very much. Now, uh, lastly... Yeah, awesome. Oh, thank you. Lastly, uh, Lorenzo, you want to say a, a few last words to our 50 million family and friends? Um, just thank you for listening and hope everyone's safe during this COVID and I guess, you know, we'll, we'll get through it, all of Melbourne. Mm. All right, beautiful. Thank you, Lorenzo. And everyone, stay safe. My name is Tom, City of Love. Peace out. Until next time, bye-bye.